Good afternoon, whatever time it is. Welcome to LMNOP. This is the podcast about the greatest show on television, Elementary. Star Trek. Sorry, what? Star Trek. Star Trek. Star Trek, the original series. Uh-huh. Yeah. Is, is, that what, mm-hmm. is that what you think this podcast is about? Yeah, isn't that what I watched? I really hope. Isn't that what I was supposed to watch? I hope not. Oh, shit. Was Joan Watson uh, in it? Was Sherlock Holmes in it? Uh, Yeah, weirdly. Oh. Even though it's a show from, like, the 60s or whatever. Crossover. Well, all right. That's fine. As long as the same things happen in that episode, it should be fine. (laughs) No, it's a freaking podcast about elementary. Of course. Of course it is. Yes. And I watched an episode of that. Good. Good. Otherwise, I'd be flapping in the breeze over here by myself. I am, of course, the host, Val Flight Cub, a.k.a. The Commodore. And I have a lovely guest with me whose voice you might recognize from some other Noise Space and non-Noise Space podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. One. <laughs> I have, of course, the lovely Morg. Yeah. Hi, I'm Morg, a.k.a. the bisected bisexual. <laughs> <laughs> love it. I love it. Excellent. This week we watched season two, episode 15, Corpse de Ballet. Bit of a pun there about, you know, ballet, co- corps de ballet, corpse, because it's a dead person. I don't know enough about ballet, though. I was like, I think this is a pun, but I don't get it. <laughs> I gotta be honest, I yeah, I just assume it's a pun also. Uh, <laughs> I think it means, like, ballet troupe. Let's see, corps. Yeah, corps Cor de, de ballet. ballet. Is the group of dancers who are not principal dancers or solos. Yes, soloists. Yeah. I'm kind of glad this episode is kind of, it felt like it was separate from like, so I've been listening to your most recent episodes, like when you Mm -hmm. started having guests and stuff. Mm -hmm. And I was like, some of them were like more connected to the plot than others. I'm Mm -hmm. like, I'm kind of glad this is kind of a one-off. Like there's definitely character development because I was like, oh, Oh, I have not seen the rest of this show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A lot of this show is a mystery of the week. Um, type situation. I'm I'm gonna have to like put together like when we get to the later seasons where it's like a very long th- plot thread. I'm gonna have to like put together a, a a like background thing for people to read or something of like okay here's what's happening and this is who everyone is because it can get yeah. a little complicated later. But yeah, this is definitely a mystery of the week which I I enjoy as well. Um, what did you think of the episode? This was the first elementary episode you've ever watched. I th- I believe so. I. I feel like maybe I've caught, like, random episodes that my sister watched or something, but, like, this is the first one where I, like, sat down and watched the whole dang thing. Right, right. And I liked it. Good. That was my next question. I liked it. Uh, I liked... I'm like, this is kind of a procedural drama type thing, but I like Mm -hmm. that it's kind of character driven compared to some of the other ones I've seen, if that makes sense. It's not just, like stock like 
And it's not really about, like, the cops themselves, which is nice. Yes. Yes, I like how little the cops are really the main focus. Like, they're definitely still there, and, like, they're definitely still the good guys in the... the, Well, well, actually, there were some, like, shitty ones in this episode to, like, some homeless guys. Yes. Yes, there definitely were. Yeah, but um, they could have been worse if they were more... Yeah. Uh, realistic. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely, there's, like, still the pitfall of, like, yeah, the police are in this show, but at least they're, it's not, they're not like, oh, all the red tape of having to get probable cause. Like, you know. Yeah. Some procedurals are a little too cop-loving they're, for my taste. Yeah, yeah. So um, what I thought was really funny about this episode was that last week... Um, Janusz was talking about how uh, Sherlock, even though he's like sometimes kind of gay-coded in other ad- adaptations, he's almost like aggressively heterosexual mm-hmm. um, Yeah, in, in elementary. And this episode just starts, just hits the ground running with that. I, w- I so made the same exact note because I actually watched the episode. I listened to part of the episode you had with Janusz and then I watched the episode again since we had to push off the recording a little bit sorry <laughs> no it's fine i i've done the same thing but um dear listeners morg has been very very patient with me as i have been a, a 10 car pile up of a person trying to schedule this podcast yeah don't worry about it i push off other things just not podcasts uh, <laughs> um but I, I like, watched again, and I was like, holy shit, this is so aggressively heterosexual. Please, yeah. Sherlock, calm down. I know, I know. Like, so that, yeah. <laughs> Coitus so- in progress is just, like, a sign on his bedroom door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says, like, coitus in progress or recently uh, ended or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, so Joan comes down, um... And his bedroom is right next to the kitchen, so she goes and um, she sees the sign and she's making some coffee. She's, like, pouring it into a to-go cup. And this woman kind of, like, sheepishly comes out of Sherlock's room. Um, Or not, like, sheepishly, but just kind of, like, shyly, you know? Yeah. um, And Joan is like, coffee? Black? I wasn't sure how you took it. And don't take the to-go cup as a sign that you have to leave right away. And the woman's just like, uh, okay. I'm like, you know. Joan has a system. It's very clear that Joan has done this before for Mm -hmm. uh, Sherlock's previous uh, guests. Yes, yes. And then she leaves and Sherlock's like, she's she's leaving of her own accord, not because I've kicked her out, because she has to do the sermon today. (laughs) Yeah, I guess he sleeps with a lot of, like, women who are like... I don't know. He, she, he like ends up knowing them by their jobs and like their uh-huh. first names. Yes, yeah. She's like <laughs> her last name is, and he's like probably great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because Joan says like, oh, last week it was the architect, and then the week before that it was the monkey tamer. I don't remember. It was like teacher, and teacher, she thought yeah. it was like magician, but then he was like, no, it was mortician. The magician already. <laughs> left a month ago like it's just this whole like funny little back and forth about it but it's like he's sleeping with like women with cool jobs (laughs) Mm -hmm. yeah and it's also just i know that you're supposed to assume that they're all women 
but saying them by their job titles does leave a little bit of room for people like me to be like, "Mm, maybe the architect was a man. You don't know. So true. We we don't know. But we do. We kind of do know. (laughs) We kind of do know because he is like kind of, I think it's just because like other, other like Sherlock spinoffy type stuff um, that I've watched are like kind of like gay because it's like mm-hmm. Moriarty and um Watson are men also. So yeah, it's just yeah. like oh the the women the most important people in Sherlock's life right. are both women. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But then again there's also Belle and like his boyfriend Belle. So It's it's true, exactly. Yeah. They're they're very it's a very um subtle romance between him and Belle. So Yeah. It takes him a long time to to discover that. But, Bill's yeah. handsome. He is. He is. I was like, oh. Yeah, I guess we don't really talk about that on the podcast, but he is. Listeners, if you're not watching, you watch. should watch so you can see how handsome <laughs> Bill is. I was like, oh. I, I don't know what I was pictured, but I was like, oh, he's very nice. He's very handsome. I was glad to see him because I know from context clues that he's been off duty and then he kind of came yes. back to the precinct because of a whole thing. Yeah, the whole thing. It's a, it's, it's a journey. It is a journey, and it's a definitely a nice little step taken on the journey this week. Um, we're about to get there. Oh, yeah. Uh, it cuts to, like, the, the dance, which is kind of the mm-hmm. main part of the episode of, like, yeah. about dancers. So it's a, a mm-hmm. dress rehearsal for uh, all these ballerinas, and there's this one in her dressing room that, um, you know, the, the production assistant or whoever is like, uh, Miss Lanzer, they're ready for you whenever you are. And, uh, she, you know, she comes out of the dressing room. She doesn't even, like, look at this person and just, like, goes. And she, the person's like, the prima is on the move. So they start doing the dress rehearsal. And it's this uh, beautiful ballet dance. And then the prima, right as she's, like, the prima ballerina is about to come out and do her dance. There's this big, like, clonk, clonk. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, <laughs> kind of humorous, even though it's not, like, yeah. the result isn't. Because it's, um... The clonk is like a woman being bisected mm-hmm. in half by like curtains yeah. coming down, and like, yeah, it's pretty dramatic. I was like, oh, <laughs> yeah, but it is kind of funny to hear the the prima just be like, "What the hell was that?" <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, this turns out to be one of the other ballerinas who has been cut in half by the like the rope or the wiring that is used to lower these, you know, these curtains or little set pieces or whatever and um so of course the captain and and bell come in and they're looking at the case and uh, so they learn that this is nell solange she was a very talented dancer the the director or the i don't know what it's called in ballet but like the director um (laughs) choreographed this piece to for her but um, maybe oh yeah choreographer yeah um but then she like her head wasn't in it or something so she was he gave it to this other woman instead iris lanzer who is the person that the prima we saw earlier and uh she's like immediately become suspicious because Mm -hmm. um they find out that uh Nell didn't die from being like cut in half she had Mm -hmm. already been dead by her uh, neck being slit by a personalized box cutter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Joan is like, oh, it's a shallow, like, kind of rough cut, probably from a, you know, 
Yeah. And, and Marcus is like, oh, pro- like from a box cutter? Like, here's what we have. Yeah. And they've, they've found this box cutter that's got an engraving of an iris on it. This woman's name is Iris Lanzer. It's mm-hmm. like, Ugh. well, yeah, that doesn't look good. It's very sus. Um, uh, extremely sus. On purpose. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, um, Marcus is off desk duty. This is where Joan is like, Marcus, you're back. And he's like, yeah, I can't hold a gun yet, but I am back in the field. Mm-hmm. So, yay. So he was on um, desk duty because he had a tremor in his hand. He couldn't shoot things, blah, blah, blah. Also, Captain mentions that um, they found the area where Nell was likely had her throat cut because he says uh, CSI or whatever, uh, sprayed the area with luminol and it, it lit up with this like huge splash of blood and stuff. And I just... <laughs> Um, a few weeks ago, was, I was on um, Kyle XY with yeah. um, Sam and Jordan, and, and Giga was also guesting on there, and uh, <laughs> Giga oh, kind yeah. of lost their mind because Kyle was like, it's like in a crime scene, just use your eyeballs to have a UV vision. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, I remember much. that, and it's like, no, it's got to be chemicals, and this chemical, <laughs> yeah. for example. Um, yes. <laughs> so take that, Kyle XY <laughs> Elementary, a more uh, we- more well-researched show than Kyle XY. <laughs> well, to be fair, uh, the whole conceit of Elementary is uh, kind of this kind of thing. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, knowing about how to process a crime scene. <laughs> Whereas, like, there's yeah, not as many murders in Kyle XY. Well, true. at least on screen, because I guess Tom <laughs> Foss does, like, murder a whole building. It's fine. He's normal. Right. He's, he's, a, he's good at his job. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Anyway. If, uh, if you're listening to this and you haven't listened to Kyle XY, that's fine. That's your choice. But I do recommend that you listen to Kyle XY, because it's yes. good. Yes. And it's yes. over now? Well, no. It's- they're Now they're moving into a special bonus area of their... It's fanfic time. I almost said Kyle XY is my uh, best show on television. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, well, no. (laughs) Yeah, I don't always hold people to a very high standard of like, you have to really believe it's the best show, but it has to be a little believable. (laughs) I I legitimately do like Star Trek, even the original series, even though it's the corniest one. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a oh, fun it's time. Um, exactly. I didn't question it when you said that. Yeah, absolutely. But if you had said Kyle XY, I would have said, do you mean season one? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, back to this box cutter. So um, this iris uh, engraved onto the box cutter is very sus. And it indicates uh, Iris Lanzer, who is the the ballerina. So they go to talk to her. Oh, important point before that is um, the Mm. perpetrator, like, took the video of all this happening, even though he was, like, probably in a mask or something. Oh, yeah. This is important later. That's why I mentioned it now. But um, all the, like, security cameras. None of the security cams picked him up except for one that doesn't have a blind spot that was taken. Yes, yes. Yes. Yes, this was a detail that they mentioned offhand that I was like, that's not important, and just didn't take a note of it. <laughs> but it was. <laughs> also, I thought the choreographer was going to be the bad guy until this other person shows up later. It was like very <laughs> like blatant. I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they just have people who just introduce the the idea of who the 
who the victim was, and they actually have nothing to do with the crime. <laughs> Very surprised. I was like, oh, he didn't even show up as, like, a potential guy. He's not but, even Chekhov's um, suspect. Yeah. Chekhov's... Chekhov's box cutter. <laughs> so they're talking to Iris Lanzer, and Sherlock is like, Iris, I am so sorry about these rubes that are in here. They don't realize that they're talking to an absolute master. I saw you in the blah, blah, blah performance probably in the uk somewhere (laughs) yeah probably and he's like yeah i was i was blown away and she's like thank you you have correct taste and um marcus is like why do you have a box cutter with your that's a great question (laughs) (laughs) yeah and uh sherlock is like ballerinas have all kinds of equipment to personalize their their shoes for example the box cutters are used to change the shape of the soles and Iris, like, looks at him and gives him, like, an approving smile. And he, like, has this, like, very, like, proud look on his face of just, like, he, she knows that I know about ballerina stuff. <laughs> I'm very smart. <laughs> yeah. And they're like, do you have an alibi? And she's like, yes, I was home and my housekeeper would have seen me there. But you should talk to her ex-boyfriend. I heard he has a temper. Mm. <laughs> Nell used to date this guy who used to be a dancer with the company and then um, she she broke up with him. So now he works for the Jersey Boys. He does. He does. So they're gonna go talk to um, Mr. Jersey Boy, and Marcus is actually the one that's gonna go talk to the ex boyfriend. And Sherlock says, "Hey, can I can I come with you?" And Marcus is like, "The more the merrier." And this is actually kind of a big deal because like they are only very recently back to being on good terms. So this like the more the merrier. This like very casual like. Yeah, I guess you can come. Is like, oh, oh, that's nice. Didn't you back to be friends? Yeah. Joan doesn't go with them though. No, she has another story happening today. She does. She does. And before they split up, Joan and Sherlock talk, and Joan is like, "You were kind of being a simp." Yes. To this Iris Lanzer woman, she's like, "You're being too nice to the suspect," and he's like, "She's not a suspect because you know you think that Iris killed Nell." because she was jealous, but she's not competition. It would be like me wanting to kill the world's second best detective. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Joan? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Watch out, Joan. (laughs) It's just, I love that. I mean, it's like, it's one thing to, I don't know. It's one thing to think highly of yourself. It's another to like actively say out loud that you believe you are the world's best. The best. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was like, wow, he definitely has confidence. All right. Let's fucking do it. He's like, can anyone else identify cigarettes by their smell? No, I didn't think so. And Joan is like, okay, well, but she is like kind of mean. Like she has a bad reputation. And Sherlock's like, okay, so she's a diva. So what? Prima donna girl. Like, she's, <laughs> you know, it's just, there's a reason it's kind of a stereotype for, like, the Prima yeah. to be, like, kind of a bitch. You know, like, and she is. Yeah, like, very she, self-centered and, like, full of herself. I feel like she'd probably say that, too. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And it's, like, one of those things where she would probably be like, I've earned it, though. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. And, and like... Sherlock, see, yeah, there's no question. I wasn't saying, like, she wasn't mean or whatever. I'm just saying she's not a suspect. (laughs) Right, right. Exactly. Yeah, he's like, is she guilty of being a prima? Yes. Of being a diva, I mean. 
she smashed like some paparazzi asshole's camera. Oh right, yes, she did. They mention it here, so but he comes up later too. Um, yes. So this is where Joan is um, about to go off to her B plot because she has gotten a call from a. She got a call from the homeless shelter that she volunteers at. And apparently one of the clients went off his meds and kind of got into a altercation with the cops. Yeah. And he's looking for someone. And the cops are just, like, very rude to this guy who's already, mm-hmm. like, like it, he's kind of strapped down because he mm-hmm. was being aggressive, I guess, because he was off his meds. And- yeah. So Joan goes to the hospital, yeah, and they're like, oh, this guy was yelling about something, blah, 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 and, like, we were trying to get him to shut up, and, <laughs> like, they're, be- yeah, they're being very dismissive about him, and um, he, like, went to punch the-, the one of the cops or something, and the cop is like, so we wrestled him down, and then we took him here, and he's, yeah, he's, like, strapped into the, the hospital bed. They thought he was, like, drunk, but it's like, no, he's schizophrenic and off his meds Mm -hmm. and so they think like oh maybe this guy that he's talking about is just like made up or whatever yeah his imaginary friend yeah and he's like they took freebo and so joan goes into the room be like what are you you know what are you talking about and the this guy says they they took freebo you're gonna you're gonna try and find him and she's like yeah i'll do my best i promise and the other cops of course are like okay lady sure but Joan is pure of heart. Yeah, that was nice. Yeah, and she's like treating this guy like a person, which is just rare, probably. Fucking unheard of in media. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, uh, like, I'm only, I'm like half joking, but half serious. Yeah. And yep. then this is where they cut to the Jersey Boys guy, is that? Oh, yes. Yes, they do. Marcus and Sherlock and Marcus visit a male stripper. That was the sound of me sticking my tongue out. Um. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. That was much better. You're welcome. (laughs) So this guy used to be a dancer and now he is a spicy dancer. Um, <laughs> this guy is, uh, yeah, he works at Jersey Boys in Newark, which has With two Z's. two Z's in it. Yeah, a Z in Jersey and in Boys. And he's even, like, just to further drive home the point of what kind of place this is, he's, while he's talking to them, hanging up his thongs on the, like, on his little drying <laughs> rack in the kitchen <laughs> on the counter. Uh, and, uh, uh, yeah, it's so funny. Um. He was there that night, so that's, like, kind of his alibi, but Mm -hmm. um, we also get, like, information about uh, his... Before that, we get information about the tumultuous relationship uh, he had with Nell and how, like, it even got to a point where she was gonna get a restraining order, which, like, yikes. Yeah, (laughs) because she was, like, preoccupied while they were together, and so he was convinced she was with somebody else. And then after she left him, he got weird about it and was like, you gotta come back to me. And she got a, was going to get into restraining order about it. So, and Sherlock's like, geez, I can't imagine why she, how she could have resisted you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 He's like, yeah, some other guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh. <laughs> Definitely a man. Cause I'm a man. So 
And uh, yeah, his funny way of, of showing the alibi is he's like, I was at Jersey Boys last night. There were a lot of generous tippers in Newark. And uh, he holds this hat out that's full of bills. And he's like, some of these bills have phone numbers on them. You can call them. They'll tell you. <laughs> They'll describe my body in, in high detail. <laughs> do male strippers take off? Like, do they show dong? Do you know? I assume that's like based on like, I know it's kind of weird, but I think it might be based on states because it's like, oh, I feel like it's yeah. like there's like uh, weird like sex laws across different states. Uh-huh. So I feel like it just oh, depends. And I'm going to say he probably did not show dong mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. as far as I know. But I'm, making, I'm also- taking a note. Don't go to strip clubs in New Jersey. They do not show dong. But I'm not sure. I don't live in New Jersey. I live in New York. So. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. If you know the dong rules for your state, please reach out to us at LMNOPcast on Twitter and let us know. <laughs> um, yeah. The, the fun fact I know about sex laws in Massachusetts is that uh, my friend did burlesque and she said that you can either, you, you have to keep your underwear on mm-hmm. and you have to like not show your butt cheeks. Unless you're mm-hmm. wearing tights, and then you can wear, like, a thong or, like, show your butt cheeks. Which is just an yeah. interesting, like... Because if you're wearing, like, fishnets or something, you're not really covering that much. Yeah, you're not. Like, work I, around. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't... I, like, I think New York... I don't know about, like, strip clubs themselves, but I had mm-hmm. friends that were, like, involved in, like... I don't know, like, media some stuff. Like, I, I yeah. don't know. They They told me about it, and, like... It sounds like you can, it's weird because you can get like beat up, but you can't have sex. <laughs> I'm like, that's an interesting, tr- yeah. like, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I'm like, you can be naked, you can be beat up, but you can't fuck. Okay. You can do, yeah, you can do all of the fetish stuff except for nutting. <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> sure. You have to do that in the inside of your own home. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because that's disgusting. <laughs> beating someone and bleeding on them that's that's fine that's family Ble- blood that's fine <laughs> <laughs> anyway <laughs> so i don't I'm think like, jersey mm, boys I-, is, <laughs> I don't think jersey boys is that kind of club but probably not it, it is um he was certainly waving his his business around for these ladies who are loving it that and that's something that, like i i don't know i was just kind of thinking about like if you're a, a dancer if you're a ballet dancer like you have to be pretty muscular so then oh, it, yeah. it probably would be a pretty easy transition to stripping or like any other kind of like appearance based sex work. Like you got the did, muscles. So, did he get let go because he was being weird as fuck to Nell? Is that why? Like he that doesn't is work a good for the question. I don't remember like why he doesn't work for the bell. I assume that's has something to do with it because it's just kind of messy. Yeah. He mentions that the money is a lot better in the strip club. So I wasn't sure. I don't remember yeah. if he said which happened first, but. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Yeah, he's so he he's very much like he's a funny little scene to see him. And then as they're like leaving, Sherlock has already like called the manager and confirmed that this guy was at the club all night. And so he has an alibi. He's like, he's not he's off the table now. But um, yeah, it was interesting to hear about uh his situation and then also he is the other he's the one that brings in this idea of nell being with someone else so we got to find this mystery person now i mean mystery man obviously it's a man man (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so they go back to the um the precinct because iris's housekeeper was actually 
not home last night. And so she doesn't have an alibi because Iris is like, well, I came home. I went straight to my bedroom and then I went to bed. So I I didn't realize she wasn't there because she just moved her her day off and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And they're like, uh, mm, okay. They're like, uh, you went to bed that early? And she's like, yeah, dude, I'm dancing. That shit's exhausting. Hello? Before a dress rehearsal? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, my gosh. And then, yeah. I wish I could do that before my dress rehearsals of like theater things, but then I just like work eight to five and have to go directly from the, from my job to the rehearsal. Gross. It's it's what we do for love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't get paid for it, so. No, I super don't. Yeah. I do have to keep doing other stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Iris says, you know, Nell and I weren't close, but she wasn't seeing anyone else besides this Nick guy. So, um... That's all I know. Can I go now? I have a plane to catch. And the captain is like, uh, what? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. But uh, because she like, te- she was going to teach in Montreal, teach dancing, I assume. Yeah. A master class like, probably or something. No. <laughs> yeah. You got to stay here. And the lawyer guy who's with her is like, is my client suspected of anything and they were like well kind (laughs) of yeah yeah they're like we can't formally charge you she's not a suspect but she's not not a suspect yeah (laughs) yeah and so she's like okay then i'm going to montreal and they're like okay then you're under arrest yeah (laughs) can't do that sorry rough so yeah Oof. Sherlock's just quietly in the background also. Yeah. Just kind of watching this happen. Yeah. I think maybe later he, he says to the captain, just like, just for the record, I don't think this is correct, but do what you got to do. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The next thing is we see Joan and Marcus talking because Joan's back to, at the station now. And already, you know, a couple hours later or whatever, Iris is out on bail. But you know, at least she can't go to Montreal now. So there's mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Joan has made a little progress on her B plot and she pulls out her Microsoft Surface tablet running Windows 10 <laughs> to show. <laughs> I, I don't know how I didn't notice that, but I was just like, I'm so used to like characters having like tablets and shit that I uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't even register. It's like, yes, this show is sponsored by <laughs> Windows. <laughs> Yeah, it's just very, like, they really don't have to show, like, the user interface of Windows 10 of, of Joan, like, clicking on the application and then, like, pulling it up. But they, they do. Yeah, um, yeah. So I just like to say it whenever I notice it. Um, and uh, so she pulls up this photo that she's found because Freebo is not an imaginary person. He's a real man. It's just spelled differently, like the French word free, but like free, yeah, B E Frebo, Frebo, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he's a sergeant, Zeke Frebo, or as his friends call him, Freebo. Mm-hmm. And she sends him the file um, and asks him to distribute it around to like you know hospitals and uh, I, I don't know where else, but like basically like um, places to look for him, but not like he's in trouble, like homeless. Shelters, hospitals, right. various yes. places. Because she had already looked at like some, like one other mm-hmm. homeless shelter, and he wasn't there. And right, and he's like, "Yeah, of course, I'll help you with that." So now it's the next, it's the next morning, and the coitus in progress sign is back. Mm-hmm. So Joan is back in the kitchen, filling up a to-go cup of coffee, and uh, she says, "Oh, would you like coffee?" And the person. 
The woman that has emerged from Sherlock's room says, I'd actually prefer cappuccino. Do you have a machine? <laughs> because <laughs> it's Iris. Iris Lancer. Iris Lancer comes out of Sherlock's bedroom asking for a cup of kappa. Cup of cappuccino. <laughs> a cap of cappuccino. She... She would ask this. Like, not just like, oh, thank you for the coffee. I mean, cappuccino machines aren't that uncommon, especially in like, it sounds like she traveled. I feel like they're more common in like, when I was visiting like Ireland, I felt like everyone had cappuccino machines or whatever. I'm like, why is this so Mm. common here? (laughs) What the fuck? (laughs) Where's all Everybody loves foam. Yeah. Joe's like, you slept with a murder suspect, you fucking idiot, (laughs) you dumb bitch. Hello? Yeah. 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 She's like, what the fuck? And he's like, it's not because she's famous. It's because she's an artist, Joan. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> that's like, the that problem. Is not the part- yeah. That is not the problem. He's like, well, I did it for the investigation. She came <laughs> on to me and also it was because of the, it was for the investigation. So. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, Joan. Definitely. <laughs> he was like, I noticed in the station when she was getting arrested, she kind of winced when Belle touched her arm. And so I suspected that she had a, a small tear in her rotator cuff, which is a, a very common injury for ballet dancers. So mm-hmm. last night I was very observant of what um, <laughs> range of motion she was using for her arm and what positions she was in. Tra- and Joan was like, Joan, okay, yeah, the chase, please. <laughs> Joan did not want to hear it. <laughs> She's like, hello, I don't want to hear about your fucking, please. Sherlock pulls out his like little spiral notebook and he's like, missionary was a yes, doggy style. <laughs> it's like, stop. I could imagine him doing that is the thing. I know, right? And he's like making taking notes and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, nothing. <laughs> oh, I'm just, um, I-, I like to document after sex. It's normal. I came up with an idea for a novel. It's nothing. <laughs> Oh, right, yeah. I make notes about about everybody that I sleep with. Um, I don't share it with anyone. It's fine. Again, I could see him doing that. He seems like yeah. the type of do- guy to do that. But um... Me too. Me too, for sure. There's a there's an earlier episode where he um, sleeps with twins, a pair of <laughs> twins, and he's like, it's a lovely arrangement. I get to learn more about the differences, the you know, the biological differences in twins, and they get my big dongus. <laughs> God. <laughs> He doesn't say that, but I could also, I could imagine him taking furious notes there or even like, do you mind if I take a video of this for documenting, documenting purposes? <laughs> so anyway, he says this terror in her rotator cuff, because he's like, I have confirmed she does have a small tear in her rotator cuff. Um, this would have made it impossible for her to operate the pulley yeah. that hung Nell Solange up in the air. Yeah. And she is like... Joan's like, why didn't you just ask her? And it's uh-huh. like, well, she wa- he wanted to fuck her, obviously. But also, right? like, what he actually says is that um, older dancers are likely to, like, hide injuries like this, which, like, mm-hmm. it's pretty true. Like, I feel like they don't want to yeah. stop dancing, so they kind of hide when things like... Yeah, they don't want to give yeah. any indication that yeah. they're on the decline. Right. I, I just also like that Sherlock's like, I feel like you're judging me. And she's like, yes. <laughs> it's because I am. It's because I'm judging you. <laughs> yes, yes. She's like, I'm not judging you for having sex. I'm judging you for having sex with a suspect <laughs> during the investigation. And it's so fun. It's like this circular logic where he's like, well, I was able to figure out that she's not a suspect, so it's fine. But it's like, okay, what if you slept with her and you deduced that she is a suspect? Like, 
what would you do? Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> would you just be like, it's fine. It's all physical. <laughs> right, right. This is nothing personal. You are under arrest now. Iris comes out of the bedroom and she's got a big hat and big sunglasses. And she's like, Sherlock, as I told you, my lawyer Nolan will grant you access to all of my files. Goodbye. And she leaves. And uh, Joan is like, okay, you have fun doing that. I'm going to keep looking for Freebo. And Sherlock is, Sherlock is like, well, I mean, are you sure that's like worth your time? Because like, I've known some street people and they, sometimes they just like disappear for a little while and they come back a couple months later on their own volition. Like it just, these people are transient. And Joan is like, his friend asked me to help. So yeah, I'm going to. And so yeah. she does. Nolan's the Iris's lawyer. Mm-hmm. He very much is just like this business guy. Mm-hmm. Very important though for later is that his door closes with like a button. Uh huh. Yeah, he has a little remote that he clicks and the door closes on its own. Like Sherlock makes note of it because he's like observant guy. Uh huh. He's like, oh, how do you like the Exodus Commodore model? Commodore so- 64 model. Yeah. <laughs> Right. And Nolan's like, oh, good eye. I mean, good ear. And yeah, he's he's got like a little bit of like a American psycho type vibe to him. I don't know. Like, you know, high powered businessman, lawyer guy. Yeah. They talk about Iris and, and Nolan says, you know, yeah, I actually don't work for Iris because she's famous. I, I work with her because she's so single mindedly committed to her craft. And I, I admire that about her. And Sherlock's like, damn, me too. <laughs> Yeah. No, um, but Nolan does admit that, like, he underbills her, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Yeah. And uh, Sherlock's like, okay, so can I take these files home now? Because it's got these, like, three big boxes of files. And the lawyer's like, oh, uh, no, you can't. Gotta look at them here. Look at them in here. I don't understand this. Like, I mean, Sherlock could take a picture of every file and then leave with the photos. Like, is that not the same? Like, the information is getting out of the office. Whatever. I wasn't sure. I was like, well, maybe he doesn't, he can like stop him from taking pictures or something. It's like, sorry, you got to use your brain. Got to use your big Sherlock brain to memorize everything. See if you are allowed to keep as much as you can hold in your mind. It's a lot of like information about uh, the former case with the paparazzi. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So that's kind of the next place they end up going but first we gotta follow up with joan before we go there yes yes joan goes to a woman's house and she's like oh you're rachel brown um you were seen arguing with this guy zeke and he shows she shows the picture and rachel's yeah rachel's like yeah of course i i was you know he's my brother and so they go inside and Rachel is like talking about how he's been in and out of shelters and stuff for the past couple of years. And a couple of weeks ago, she found him camping out in a park and mm-hmm. wanted him to come home with her and like move in with her. Uh, but he refused. And she's like, okay, you know, that's probably what the neighbors saw us arguing about. And, you know, I just feel bad because it's so cold and he's all he's out there by himself and blah 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 yeah is it like winter right now is that yeah i think it's becoming it's it's i think like fall turning into winter right now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah and and joan is like okay and she gets a text from sherlock and she's like i've got to go but like i will keep looking for him I'll, i'll um i'll let you know you know what i find or when if i find him whatever and the sister's like oh you're gonna keep looking for him and joan's like yeah of course. Yeah. The, sister, the sister's like, oh, I just, I didn't, nobody's ever, like, cared that much before. Thank you. Um, <sighs> this, 
This is an interesting moment, and also something to remember for later, perhaps. Mm-hmm. So now Joan meets back up with Sherlock, and he is... Uh, he texted her a residential address to meet him at. And he's like, yeah, so I went through all the files and none of the other people were good suspects. You know, one of them was dead. Uh, The other one is sick. But this paparazzo that she smashed his camera is very interesting. Yeah. And also he makes note of her smelling like cigarettes. Something to keep in mind later. Yeah. She's like, oh, someone at the house I went to is a smoker. And he says, someone at the house you went to is a chimney. And I don't know why I wrote this because I did like, (laughs) I, I remembered what the the brand was but i just wrote the person who's a chimney they smoke doo-doo brand cigarettes <laughs> which have a ton of chemicals <laughs> um, yes it's doo-doo brand it's like it's doo-doo brand tm double t double yeah. t brand or something and he's like i see you haven't read my monograph on tobacco yet because he's like why can't you identify it by smell joan doo-doo ass brand <laughs> doo-doo ass brand so yeah, so uh, they go to talk to the paparazzo and he's a suspect because she has recently renewed her restraining order against him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This guy is something else. He. Uh, this guy sucks. <laughs> he, he like has like a camera that's spying uh-huh. on Joan's ass. Yeah, he's like, what do you think of my spy camera? And he turns the monitor around and it's just Joan's butt. And she's like, wow, uh, you must like people threatening to break your cameras or something. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, <laughs> don't do that. Yeah. What the fuck, dude? And he talks about how Iris Lanzer is a, a bitch who ruined his life. Yeah, because her lawyer, when she smashed his camera, her lawyer said like, oh, he was coked out and he threw his own camera on the ground and he got fired for his his coke habit. And Joan was like, really? A paparazzi company? Like fired you for that? And the guy was like, yeah, my boss was on a clean living gig. (laughs) But now he's like, he's got a lot less gigs. It's all like freelance or whatever. So he has to follow every little detail and... Last mm-hmm. night he was apparently looking for what did he say? One of those vampire kids. Yeah. <laughs> One of the yeah. like this is this those is teens like from the vampire shows. Twilight is what I was thinking, but Yeah, I think it I think it's uh more like vampire diaries. Oh yeah, okay. Yep, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Just like an actor from that, um, who was coming out of a club or whatever. And it's like you mm-hmm. can't really prove you were there. <laughs> Yeah, because he says, like, I was waiting for this guy to come out, and and they never did. So it's like, oh, Oh. so you have nothing. You have no alibi. He's like, why do I need one? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And then he says, listen, you you gotta know it's Iris. I mean, if you knew the kind of manipulative stuff that she does, and Joan's like, why? Do you know the kind of stuff she does? Are you following her? Are you still following her? (laughs) And he's like, get the walk out of here. <laughs> Bob Rods was like, no, leave. Yeah. So, yeah, that's a new kind of guy that we hate. Um, Actually, kind of a very established kind, kind of an of old guy that we hate, but... <laughs> an old, old guy. So they go to the station, and Marcus has some new evidence for them, and he says this random reporter was given a, an unmarked envelope with a thumb drive in it, mm-hmm. and in the thumbnail, I mean, in the thumb drive was a voicemail. In the thumbnail, um, uh... Pranked. This pranked. Pranked. This conversation between two ex-lovers got leaked to the press. Gone sexual. Gone, gone wrong. Gone sexual. Gone wrong. 
do not call your uh, other dancer at 3 a.m. Prank. <laughs> what happens next will shock you. <laughs> yes. Marcus says, check this out. Iris called Nell, instantly lives to regret it. So he plays this voicemail and it's, it's Iris talking to Nell. And she says, Nell, you're acting like a little baby. You're not the first dancer that I've been with. And you're not walking away from me. And uh, she says something threatening She's like, you're, you know, you're, you're not walking away from me or you'll face consequences. Yeah. So they bring Iris back in because that's uh, pretty sus. She's like, yeah, I slept with her. Yeah. She turns out she was threatened by the second best detective in the world because, uh, yeah, she's, she was threatened by Nell um, with, you know, Nell being, having that thing written for her. So she seduced her and uh, convinced her to, to step aside and give give iris the part so the boyfriend was kind of right about uh her being distracted just not by a man (laughs) it's true he was right about that and nothing else (laughs) (laughs) yeah and she had done this before with another dancer and nell met that person and Mm, yeah you know she told her and and so she broke it off but iris was like actually sad because she had kind of started to fall for her she had feelings for her and she's like fuck i normally my my work comes first uh but i could finally see like someone i might actually give up a dance role to yeah that's fucked up (laughs) yeah 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 it's funny because she's still she's like i would never give up a part for anyone but I was starting to understand why someone might. Yeah. <laughs> like, she's like, I still wouldn't. But I was thinking about contemplating it. I was imagining it. Yeah. And then, so then she says, but the, then the next day, you know, I apologized to her and Nell deleted the message right in front of me. So how did the reporter get it? Mm, spyware. Spyware. So Sherlock gets this idea. <laughs> Sherlock is like, well, the other night, you gave me your phone to take photos, and it was very hot to the touch. The phone. The phone was. <laughs> yeah. Not the photos, <laughs> although those were hot, too. Uh, those were also hot. <laughs> and, um, you know, and he's like, yeah, it was your, you know, does your battery drain quickly? Maybe it was cloned. Yeah. And I was like, it does. So they track the cloning thing, and the cloning info is being sent to the paparazzi's um, IP address. Yeah, I was like, this dude did not use some kind of, like, VPN or whatever the fuck you're supposed to use. Like, this dude does not know what he's doing. He's an idiot. Like, I I was like, oh, my phone's always hot and runs out of battery. Ah! And I was like, oh, no! And then I was like, wait, no, it's old. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, it could be both. It could be. It could be both. It could be. (laughs) Don't do anything illegal on your phone. Um, Well, yeah, how much illegal stuff could you really do on a phone? Uh, a lot a, a decent amount i think decent amount. it's like a yeah. little computer now that's true that's very true yeah anyway so so the the paparazzi is back and everything i learn about this dude makes me hate him more he sucks I mean, he's not the he, like he's not the murderer but he still sucks so bad he fucking sucks dude yeah <laughs> yeah because he's talking to his lawyer and um the lawyer you know the, calls the the cops back in and the lawyer is like okay so he has an alibi, but it's illegal. So you have to promise not to charge him for the illegal stuff, but he will give you his alibi. And Bella's like, okay, dude, what the hell? What are you, what are you talking about? And this just, the, the casual way that he says this is like so disrespectful. It's so gross. He's like, I was going to shoot a porno in Nell's apartment, 
with a bunch of hidden cameras to catch her and Iris in the act. That's not a porno. That's hidden cameras and an invasion of privacy. That's so, like, illegal. Like, they had to it's give so him... gross. They had to give him immunity, which sucks. Yeah. Because they're, like, trying to find the murderer, but it's like... Yeah. This dude sucks, and they could prove he was there and that he was watching all night. Mm-hmm. I think the the lucky thing was he didn't... He doesn't have that video because, like, he set up the cameras the night she died, so she, she wouldn't have then gone home and had sex. <laughs> but... Yeah, I mean, it's just like, to call it shooting a porno, I thought he was going to bring actresses into her apartment or yeah, something. Yeah, that's, I was like, what? But it's like, no, you were, you were just fully trying to invade someone's privacy on a sexual level. Like, that's disgusting. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I hate this guy worse than the actual murderer, I think. <laughs> like, just because we unfortunately get to know him more than the murderer, uh-huh. I feel like. They yeah, both suck yeah. real bad. They're both very sleazy characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Ugh. So, yeah, so so this guy's got an alibi. He's not the killer. He just sucks. And so they go back. They're, they're back at the brownstone, and um, Sherlock is working on listening to this recording because he's like, he, he assumes that the killer is most likely the leaker because the voicemail is very, makes it look bad for Iris. So he's listening to it. He's like scrubbing through the audio. Oh, yeah, because the guy didn't actually leak it either. He just had it for later, I guess. The paparazzi guy. Oh, yeah, the paparazzi. Well, I think the paparazzi guy didn't even have that book. Oh, no, he did. Yes, he did. Because he cloned it, yeah. Sorry. Yes, he did clone it. But they re- Yeah, but he had, he didn't leak it. He didn't leak it, and he didn't murder. Someone else did, and uh, mm-hmm. Sherlock is like, I, I. it was the second recording. It was a recording of a recording. Mm-hmm. I'm going to listen for, like, other background noise to pick out. Um, yeah, yeah. And he, he puts it into, like, an audio like analyzing you know like he puts a, it into audacity yeah yeah <laughs> he he clicks the enhance button in audacity because <laughs> like a little thing pops up that says like scrubbing complete and i'm just like is that what scrubbing is i thought that was whatever i thought that was like moving through the file yeah know. yeah i don't know shit it's also like who who gives it fuck like <laughs> it's the we have put it into the computer and the computer has given us the results is all that really matters. Oh, but like before Sherlock is gonna listen to this stuff, uh, mm-hmm. like he he's telling Joan about all this, and um, oh yes, yes, and Joan is like stuff in her hands, like coats and shit, because mm-hmm. uh, she's mm-hmm. gonna bring clothes to the shelter, because uh, she's gonna go talk to the. I forget his name. The original guy's name is Morris. Morris, yes, um, Freebo's friend, right? To see if he, if he has any more idea. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. she's going to bring clothes with her. And Sherlock's like, damn, why are you, like, so determined to help? And, like, why are you doing all this? Yeah. You seem very infested. Why do you even, like, volunteer? Yeah. Yeah. And she, she kind of, like, pauses for a second. He's like, I've intruded. Sorry. And she's like, no, it's it's okay. Like, I'm not going to keep this a secret from you. Which is just, I, I always like those moments of Sherlock being like, I have overstepped a boundary and I... I'm going to take it back now. My curiosity is not as important as your privacy. Yeah, yeah. But she says, my father is schizophrenic and homeless. And Sherlock's like, no, I've met your father. He's an author. He lives in Scarsdale. And Joan's like, no, he that's my stepfather that my mom married when I was three. My biological father. 
was schizophrenic. He was in and out of institutions for the last 15 years, and now he's living on the street mostly. And that's that's why I volunteer. And, you know, I've, I see him every once in a while, and sometimes he recognizes me, sometimes not. And uh, this is great acting from Lucy Liu, of course. Yeah. Very touching moment. And she says, you know, I, I realized I just have to accept it and, you know, not try to force him to do something because, you know, he's an adult. That's why she was, like, so understanding about, like, telling the sister, like, mm-hmm. you can't force him home. Mm-hmm. You can give him a place if he wants it, but it has to be his own decision. Right. Because she's had to go through the same stuff. Um, yeah. And it's just rough because yeah. it's, like, apparently he had started getting, like, going through episodes, like, when her mom was pregnant with her and eventually mm-hmm. they divorced, like... A few months after she was born. And mm-hmm. so, like, the stepfather is probably, like, her dad, yeah. dad, but, like, she still cares about her biological dad and tries to find him. And it's very sad. Yeah. Like, yeah, and she... This is dark. She says she hasn't seen him in almost two years. Yeah. Sorry, I think you cut out for a second. Did you say something? Oh, all I said was this is darker than I was expecting from this show for some reason. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It can get pretty... I mean, there's, like, other characters that come in that have some dark shit, but... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I really like this aspect of Joan's character. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of um, depth. So, yeah, this is when the audio scrubbing is complete, and Sherlock puts on his big old silly headphones to start <laughs> <laughs> looking and investigating. And uh, Joan goes to the homeless shelter, like she mentioned, to talk to Morris. And I thought this was a really, like important moment of dialogue um morris is like sorry about earlier like all of the yelling and stuff and she says you were having an episode that's normal yeah and it's just like i, I don't know I, I feel like i've never heard that before on like a any kind of i mean maybe i'm not watching enough tv yeah but like, that's what i was thinking i was like i don't know if i've heard this either but i also don't watch a ton of tv but <laughs> i wonder like you know if it's better now than it was but i feel like this was probably like a pretty like unusual thing at least for 2014 or whatever yeah it's like very understanding of joan like to not be like oh you weren't yourself or like oh you were blow you know just like it's normal that's what happens yeah and it's if you expect it then it's easy to easier to deal with and mm-hmm. that's fine so she talks to morris about zeke because he says that he saw um he saw someone take zeke one night and put him in a van yeah so when he was yelling like they took Freebo, he was he was being like literal. Yeah. And he's like, you know, I hope you find him soon. I don't know how much longer I can hold on to his stuff. Yeah, because you kind of have to like carry your stuff from like shelter to shelter, and like he's carrying right. two people's worth of stuff. And uh, Jonah yeah. asks to look through his stuff just to see if she can find any clues. Mm-hmm. And and there are two big clues. Yeah. So she pulls out a packet of cigarettes, the double T's, and Morris is like... doo ass brand! The no. doo ass brand! Ah! Oh! <laughs> and he's like, yeah, that's the only thing he ever smoked. Mm-hmm. And then there's a picture of his family. Mm-hmm. His family who, you know, has been trying to get him to, like, stay with them and stuff, but much like Joan's father, like, they're not... Mixed success. Mixed success. Yeah. He points to the parents and then Morris is like, oh, you probably recognize this woman. It's his... And she's like, no? And uh, Morris is like, that's his sister. Didn't you meet his sister? And uh, Lucy Lou is just like, uh, 
this is not the same woman. Yeah, she's like, does he have another sister? <laughs> no. Whoa. So, yeah, complication. Now we go to Sherlock, as he has made a similarly large breakthrough in his case. Yes. So he goes to, he's, <laughs> Nolan comes into his office and Sherlock is sitting at the desk there. <laughs> For drama, I guess. And he presses the button on the that mm-hmm. closes the door, and he's like, that sound, uh, I heard that sound in the recording of the voicemail that mm-hmm. was in the background. Yes. I think you recorded a recording that your client showed you. I think you recorded this voicemail. Yeah. And this is, okay, this is a detail that has, like, stuck in my brain uh, for a long time, because it's so silly. Like, I don't... How do you get a couple seconds into recording a voicemail that one of your clients sent to another with the door still open <laughs> yeah, to your office? Yeah! I didn't even like, click with that, but, like, that's so weird. It's like, why would you only then think of that? It's so... Whatever. But, you know... What an idiot. You have to have a little sound for him to... You know, for him to recognize. It's the same thing of, like, when people are on the phone and in a hostage situation, there's always a train in the background or, like, the ocean or, like... These sounds... Sometimes there's not sounds in the background of of things, but you have to put them in for your TV show to work. There's gotta be, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So... So Sherlock does kind of a a parlor room reveal, like, the first half of a parlor room reveal sort of thing uh, of what he's figured out about Nolan because so Nell like her boyfriend her ex-boyfriend had mentioned Nell had thought about getting a restraining order and you know she needed a recommendation for a lawyer so she went to Iris's lawyer Nolan to talk about getting a restraining order and then again when she and Iris split she went back to him well she didn't yet I think she was possibly going to but like Nolan you know is then torn between two clients oh right yes yes she's like she has an initial meeting with him for uh, yeah for like she has an initial meeting for the uh restraining order and like but she doesn't go through with that but like she already Mm -hmm. is in contact with him so nolan has to record this Mm -hmm. phone message so that he doesn't get into like this sticky situation where he has to like decide between clients right he records the entire session that's the other thing is sherlock is like you probably recorded the session to be safe and the 45 seconds where you were recording the voicemail was the time that you decided to close the door whatever (laughs) so yeah so he's like i guess you well he doesn't say i guess sherlock says that nolan killed nell to frame iris so that she would have this high profile case of like this murder case against her and he would be her lawyer. And like, he's literally like doing this for the attention of the case. And Sherlock's like, just FYI, like the only lawyers that come out of these things looking good are the ones that win the cases. And you're like mediocre at best. So yeah, he's just outright I don't really know. calls him out on being a shitty lawyer. <laughs> Pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and Nolan is, like, very confident. He's like, I promise you, she's not going to jail. And then he, like, tells Sherlock that he, like, that Iris is, like, hiding away until the, until the trial. 
And, mm-hmm. like, that Nolan's gonna, like, convince her that even Sherlock's against her now. Uh-huh. Like, the DA and Sherlock are against her, and that, like, right. Nolan's gonna be her only person on... The only person on her side for the case. And right. he's the only one that has her new phone number since she got a new phone since the last one was cloned. Yes. So yes. very conveniently, like... Nobody can get to her yeah. and, and say, like, hey, your lawyer is evil. Hey, your lawyer just murdered your, like, ex... <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, your yeah, your girlfriend, basically. Yeah, your girlfriend. Yeah. And now it's Joan... B-plot victory time. Joan shows up at this quote-unquote sister's house with two random cops. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, are these cops someone I should know? No. Um, yeah, no. But yeah, this is, I feel like these cops are to make up for the two shitty cops for earlier. Like, oh, the two good cops. Mm-hmm. Who, yes, yes. Who aren't main characters. Like, I, I know that, like, Belle and... Belle and Captain, yeah. Captain. Yeah. Yeah, this is just like, you know, this woman lives in a different precinct and she's not... It's not major crimes, so it's, yeah. like, some random other cops. Joan is like, so, um, we want to talk to your brother, because we think he's here. And she's like, he's not, and so can you leave? And Joan's like, oh, no. We have this. <laughs> um, we have a warrant. Because, like, the, the woman's, like, husband comes and is like, oh, the doo-doo brand cigarettes, those are mine. I love them. <laughs> uh, I love how they smell like ass. Uh, I love these shit cigarettes. <laughs> Yeah. My favorite part is all the chemicals. Joan is like, well, luckily we have this warrant that says we don't have to take your word for it. And so she comes into uh, the house and they see that there's a padlocked door inside the house. Joan's like, hmm, suspicious. And uh, the cops have brought some bolt cutters. So they they cut open the padlock. Joan says, fetch the bolt cutters. Yes. And the cop says, ladies, ladies, ladies. Yeah, they like open the door uh, with the bolt cutters and then it cuts to like this footage mm-hmm. because um, it's footage of these three homeless people, including Freebo, that mm-hmm. were locked in this lady in her husband's basement. Yeah, yeah. So it was one on disability and two veterans and this woman had been cashing their veterans benefits. So Joan really saved the day. Now- I am a little confused about this because um, it's not like veterans benefit checks like spawn next to you yeah. when you're a veteran. I wasn't sure. I wasn't. I, I'm. I'm also like admittedly unclear about how um, veterans checks and uh, disability works when you're homeless. Yeah. So that's part of it. Um, I would have to like ask someone who's homeless uh i guess yeah like or someone who has been homeless in the past like how that works but i assume it's like tied to something maybe it's tied to a shelter i'm not sure but um mm-hmm. i was like how how did they get it redirected to the house though and i i guess like if she yeah. was playing as his sister yeah maybe wherever it was sent she could go and be like I'm picking up for Zeke, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Maybe. Yeah. It's a little... It's a little unclear, uh, but it's kind of still, like, good that Joan saved the day and that these shitty people are... Going to jail. Freebo was in good condition, all things considered, about being locked Mm -hmm. in a basement. Yeah. And and his his real family is, like, really excited to, like, or really happy to hear that he's he's out and they're going to try and talk to him and... Yeah. You know, connect with him at least, hopefully get him to come back home. But if they can't, 
they at least know where he is now and can can help him out Mm -hmm. however much he's willing to let them sherlock's like damn glad that worked out for you kind of wish the wheels of justice worked for my case also Mm -hmm. yeah sherlock says god i wish that were me (laughs) (laughs) yeah and he's like this case is not going well like this lawyer is like so confident but the the odds are really stacked against iris right now like what does he have a picture of him like slitting Nell's throat with like a big thumbs up. <laughs> he does a thumbs up. It's very funny. He like does a thumbs up and then gets this far away look in his eyes like when he's realizing uh-huh. what's going on and he's like, yes. "Oh, it's not a picture. He got filmed." Yeah. I really like got so hung up on him doing the big thumbs up that I was like, "What's what's wrong with his thumb that's going to be a clue?" <laughs> I am <laughs> When it comes to elementary, even though I've watched it, like, so many times, I'm very much like when you point to for a dog and the dog looks at your finger. Like, that's me. I'm like, what? What's on your finger? Sherlock, what's on your thumb? What's on your thumb, Sherlock? It's like, oh, yeah, the killer's thumb. No. So he, uh, he took the, the film of him being backstage so sherlock realizes this and like it cuts to uh nolan in the bathroom like neatening uh, like Mm -hmm. pushing his hair back and being like iris lancer is an innocent woman iris lancer is Mm -hmm. an innocent woman (laughs) it's just like very funny for some reason and sherlock's like yeah oh you think well she is but you're (laughs) sure as hell not (laughs) like Right. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, like... they're able. Uh, Sherlock comes in, and he also has uh, Bell and uh, uh, Captain. Captain. Why? Captain Lake behind him. <laughs> they never say his name in this episode, so I don't blame you for not knowing what his name is. And this was this was I thought was strange because they're like the, they got a a search warrant yeah. um, to go into the lawyer's office, but. As Nolan said, when Sherlock confronted him, there's, like, no evidence that it's him that, like, did this murder. So there's no way of, like, really pinning it on him. So that would also mean there's, like, no way for them to get a warrant. So they got a warrant because... Have him as a suspect. Yeah. They got a warrant not in a suspect way. For some reason, they could mm-hmm. get a warrant because Nolan was undercharging Iris for, like, his services. And so... Right. And if he was charging other clients for that time, that's illegal. And that's illegal. And so they, like, convinced a judge, I guess, to able to look through his office and see, like, who he's been charging, I guess. Yeah. I don't, I don't so know. So they, like, found it safe with the camera and stuff in yeah. it. So... Yeah. We got the security camera. <laughs> so those little details about the camera and the fact that he is undercharging were like actually important. Yeah. So that was interesting. That's really cool. We got him. We freaking got him. Got him. Um, and I like this too. Sherlock was like, were you always going to use the security camera or was that like just in case you really fucking sucked as a lawyer and you needed it as your backup? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. Like. Oh, that's why he was so confident, because he had Mm -hmm. evidence that someone else killed. Yeah. I wonder who it is. And it's like, well, dude, it kind of looks like your height and size and stuff. (laughs) Yeah. Pretty sus. Yeah. Like, how would you have shown this in court and not been like, I don't know, maybe maybe because they were... Yeah. Maybe because they were scrutinizing it, like, outside of court. And so it's kind of more like, whereas, like, 
if it was just shown in court, they could be like, oh, the jury knows now that it's not her. Whereas, like, with the cops, it's like, oh, we can actually, like, make wild speculations because we're cops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's not just about, oh, it's not Iris. It's like, because I, I, maybe he would have said, like, oh, we found this in the dumpster outside the theater. Like, yeah. Something like that, you know. But it's like, it's in your safe, dude. Like, you took it. Yeah, yeah. It was stolen when the murder happened, so kind of looks like it's you, definitely. <laughs> yeah. So Iris has all of her charges dropped against her. Jonah's watching her on the news, like she's being, you know, interviewed about the case, and she's like, you know, I'm glad to be cleared, but I'm so sad that Danelle is gone, and blah, blah, blah. And um, this is a little moment that um, Alec and I coined the term uh, 20 seconds of character development. <laughs> Because that's exactly what it is. <laughs> that's what you get at the end of every episode is, yeah, 20 seconds of personal stuff. So Joan is watching the news that's, and now the case is wrapped up and this episode of Elementary is almost over. Back to you in the studio, Clark. Sherlock comes down the stairs and he's got a bunch of blankets and Joan is like, what you got there? And he's like, oh, they're blankets. They're extra blankets, actually. And <laughs> he does take the, the, the moment to be like, because of all of the sex that I am having, I'm very warm recently and I don't need all these blankets. Because I am very heterosexual and very warm-blooded, I don't need these blankets. Mm -hmm. These blankets are for the gays. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Who famously don't fuck. No. (laughs) Right, right, right. Yeah. We're all lizards, so, you know, he has hot-blooded company, but uh, gay people are just the temperature of the room. Um... (laughs) I'm actually very warm right now because I'm wearing a Snorlax onesie because it's... Listen, it's Halloween right now. <laughs> it's Halloween. Hell yeah. I had to take my sweater off halfway through recording. It's I'm, I'm not wearing a, a costume or anything, but it is Halloween and I'm kind of warm. <laughs> that is awesome. That's the best Pokemon to be a onesie because that's like... I know. The biggest... He's a big guy. Roundest. And he's sleepy. And he's sleepy. And what do you do in a onesie? You get to be like a big, fluffy, and sleepy. Cuddly, yes. Hell yes, yes. that's great. So yeah, so Sherlock says, you know, I was, I was thinking since all of my fucking, I don't need the blanket. Um, <laughs> I was thinking, Joan, maybe we could... It's going to be kind of cold tonight. I was thinking maybe we might take them to the park and see if anyone is in need and, and hand them out. And Joan's like, I'll get my coat. Yeah. They go into them. It's so, it's so nice. I just was thinking of her and the stuff that matters to her. And It's very nice. I like it a lot. Yeah. I was like, oh, they're friends. I like this. Yeah. Yeah. And this is, this is also very much like, this is within kind of the way Sherlock operates anyway. Like there are a lot of scenes of him being just like overly generous with his money where there's this one this one episode that, that brings them to a homeless veteran who is uh, like selling phones that he found in a dumpster that like were stolen, but he found them in a dumpster. They, they talk to him and then Sherlock's like, anyway, you can keep selling the phones. And also here's like $200 or whatever, like <laughs> get yourself a room for the night because it's going to be cold. And so mm-hmm. like, he's always just kind of like giving as he sees fit to people who... Who might need it. That's nice. Yeah, it's just another, like, this is another avenue of of him being like, oh, yeah, I hadn't really thought of that being something that we would, that would be helpful for people, but it probably would be, so. He didn't think about it because he's (laughs) kind of a rich boy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. A well-meaning rich boy. (laughs) Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I'll always, I always remember the, there's an episode where somebody pranks them by ordering, like, 20 pizzas to their house, and uh, when the pizza delivery guy comes, Sherlock is like, 
sorry about that. Like, here's $100 for your trouble. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, we don't want these pizzas. You can keep them or give them out or whatever. And also here's $100. (laughs) That's just nice. Um, I continue to forget to ask for questions because I'm big dumb dumb. Oh, I mean, we went like as long as the episode was anyway. So like... It's true. It's true. If you... If you have any thoughts about the episode, dear listener, please let us know. Let me know. Let Morg know in, well, either our Twitter at LMNOPcast or in our Discord, which will be linked in the episode description. You can join that. Join our little conversation. Yeah. Janos recently got confronted for um, saying Riverdale. (laughs) (laughs) We're calling calling the show Riverdale. It's Riverdale. It's Riverdale to me. It. It is kind of Riverdale. I have not seen Riverdale, actually, so. I read the wildest thing earlier today, or yesterday, about how Archie was in, like, the war (laughs) in, like, Ukraine or something, but it's, like, World War One. Yeah, I, okay, so. they refuse to say what year it is. Incredible. (laughs) What the fuck? The show makes those, I know it's, like. I love that. That's so funny. I think I would like it if I watched it. I just have a hard time, like, watching things in general. Yeah. Which is why I didn't watch anything before this episode. Like, before, you know, of of elementary, whatever. (laughs) I mean, that's, honestly, that's why the podcast is called that, is because Alec and I used to call it, like, Eminemony. Or, like, Eleminemony. Anonymity? Do you say elementary um, or elementary? Elementary. Hmm. Elementary. So I've heard it both ways, and I think I say it both ways. <laughs> well, that's just the bisexual way, isn't it? So true. The bisected bisexual. <laughs> yeah. I, I love the idea of Riverdale as like, because like the Archie comics are kind of outside of time. Yeah. Because they're just like, the kids never age. They never, so they're always seeing like the latest movie and like, you know, the the series started in the 60s, 50s or 60s or whenever it was, but like Veronica and Betty have cell phones now. Oh, hell yeah. And I just love the idea of like extrapolating that concept of like Riverdale is outside of time and space and just like distorting it to the like most extreme versions. Of, yeah, like, it's very funny. Archie was in the war. <laughs> he was in which one? Ah. Don't worry about it. All of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I also, like, there's a bunch of Archie brand comics, so I'm just like, what mm. if Riverdale's just crossed over with, like, Sonic? There's, oh. like, Archie Sonic. Oh my god. <laughs> what the fuck would Amazing. that even look like? Oh my god. Wow. Terrifying ideas. <laughs> I love that. I guess I speaking that. of Sonic, like... Yeah. Morg, where can we find you outside of this podcast? You can find me at Haunting the Morg on Twitter. That's Haunting the M-O-R-G. You can also find me on my other podcasts. I'm going to list them from least to most active, I guess. Um, okay. <laughs> uh, Departure Lounge, my Hunter Hunter watch podcast that hasn't updated in a while that is like airplane theme because it's like funny departure departing lounge and Mm -hmm. then you can also find me on two noise space podcasts which are uh digimon ghost game nope that's the name of the show uh (laughs) digimon ghost gaze where we watch digimon ghost game that one's new right yes i'm recording our fourth episode later today it's good like 
I feel like mm-hmm. this is a good place for people to jump in on, even if they haven't like watched a lot of Digimon before. It kind of stands alone. What if you haven't watched any Digimon at all, and your name is Valfly Cub? Yeah, I mean, it kind of exp- like. Should I read the wiki? for it or something i don't think you necessarily have to you could just kind of go in like the characters don't really know what digimon are either it's kind of its own separate (laughs) digimon universe you know so they kind of are learning what digimon are as you do okay i mean if you're like curious about who these creatures are you can always look them up but you can also just Mm -hmm. honestly i think you can just like watch the first episode and like you might be like a little like thrown off but like not too bad i feel like it's all right does a decent job of being like, yep, these creatures exist now in this world. Cool. And they're holograms and it's crazy. They're digital monsters. They are. (laughs) My last show is The Sonic Shuffle, a random and holistic Sonic lore podcast where I learn about (laughs) it's pretty much i learn about sonic i and devin learn about sonic from dan nice sonic expert yeah i love that and that's me i'm of course val flight cub you can find me on twitter at flight cub um second b stands for blankets oh blankets blankets for fucking i mean um for not fucking for not fucking (laughs) 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 i think what that I've lost all powers of speech. I think that means that the episode has come to an end. I think that means it's over. (laughs) Morg, I want to thank you for being on. You're an amazing guest. Thank you. And of course, this was great. Very understandable. Oh, yeah. No, like I said, no problem. I've had to cancel. I've had to move shit. It'd be like that. I do. Would you say that you've been convinced that Elementary is the best show on television? Um, if you have to still be, if you're still thinking about it, that's fine too. You can still okay. be <laughs> I was like, uh, I'm still thinking about it just because I've only seen one episode. <laughs> I think this is mm-hmm. the best. How about Elemento P is the best elementary podcast? How about that? Dang. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm sure there are more nope. that I wasn't able to find on nope, Apple I don't Podcasts. Care. I don't want to hear about them. This is the best one. <laughs> Thank you very much. You are correct. <laughs> Until next time, listeners, this marble will keep on rolling. This marble will keep on rolling. Hell yeah. Goodbye. Bye. She's watching the detectives. Ooh, it's so cute. She's watching the detectives.